Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of the Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go. Broadcasting from the small business capital of America, this is WIIFM Milwaukee, an idea coach station. You're on the small business journey, and sometimes you need a dose of creativity and a helping hand, and that's why we're here. Welcome to the Pat Miller Show, where we build big ideas live without a net, so you can turn your small business dreams into reality. You share what you're building, and we will rally to make it bigger, better, faster, more. It's not just what will be. We'll also want to hear your wins. So we're all reminded that small business success is here for every single entrepreneur that gets clear, works hard, and doesn't quit. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Now, if you want to be on the show, uh, hi, how are you? I'm here ready to talk to you. Hit up patmillershow.com. That way you can hear our previous episodes, but you can also pick a time when you can come on and share a challenge, an opportunity, or a small business celebration. We want to hear them all. On today's show, we have two guests. One, Kate Carter. She's got a question for us. And someone that's really figured out how to sell stuff, boy. Paul M. Newberger literally wrote the book on cold calling. We're going to talk about how to get in front of anyone that you want to get in front of. Of anyone, anyone, literally anyone. We'll talk with Paul about how to do that coming up. One way to get noticed is the thing I want to address today is really differentiation and how you position yourself against your competitors. If this is uh, early on in our relationship, maybe you just found the podcast or you haven't seen a lot of my stuff or you're not in the Idea Collective Small Business Incubator, which you should be, uh, maybe you're not aware of how I do what I do. So my background is in broadcasting. I was on the radio for 22 years. And then four years ago, I realized, hey, why am I building everybody else's dreams? Why don't I go do something for me and my family? So I left to start consulting small businesses. And my point of view was small businesses target too many people and offer too many products, and they are generalists, at least the ones that aren't doing very well. These are there for all your car care needs, those kinds of people, as opposed to being a brake shop for pick-em-up trucks, right? You find what you want to provide, you find who you want to provide it for, and then suddenly you have way fewer competitors. I always ask every single business that I work with to do the same thing. And here's what's cool about that. When you run this exercise, you start talking with entrepreneurs and what do you do? Oh, I do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. I do all these things. Okay, that's cool. Uh, what if you could get rich doing one and you could pick? Which one of those do you want to do? Oh, Jay. Jay. I get out of bed dreaming about Jay. I read books about Jay. Uh, I love when I get to do Jay. Okay. 
then why don't you just do J? And they'll look at you and they'll blink a few times. And they'll like cock their head to the side. Oh, well, I guess I could. When you uncover that passion point and then you push someone to consider, what if that's the only thing they did? They'll pause. Then usually they'll get excited because now they see a new path forward. So this is a great exercise to do as you listen to the show where you're out on a walk or you've got a long drive. Think about all the things that you provide for your customers and think about all the customers that you serve. Because maybe you have a very clear point of view with your products. Maybe you're just a bagel shop. Okay, fine. You only do bagels, not every type of baked good. But you sell them to anybody and everybody walking down the street. You know, another way you can focus is to make sure you pick a segment of the audience that you're going after. So whether it's segmenting the audience or segmenting your products, getting clear on both sides, it will set you up to be as close to a market of one, as Naval puts it, so that way you can stand out, get noticed, and win. And with that, let's get into the show. Our first caller today is Kate Carter. Kate, great to see you this morning. Tell everyone who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into how we can help you today. So I'm Kate Carter, and I run Kate Carter Coaching. I am a fearless living coach. I help people conquer all the ways that fear keeps them stuck in their lives, but they might not call it fear. A lot of times they just think they're overwhelmed or confused or paralyzed with that thing they've been trying to do for years. Well, maybe it's just not meant for them. It's the way fear hides. I help people undo that. Is that because people feel shameful when they're afraid? Is that why people hide it? No, fear will encourage you to feel shame. Mm. It's one of its tools. It's because fear is tricky. It does not want you to figure out it's what's in charge. Fear, is like, fear likes to do bait and switch. Ooh. It's one of the things that I find most helpful. I went through this program myself before I became a coach in it. And fear will tell you, well, the real problem is you procrastinate. So you need to fix your procrastination. Or the real problem is you're just not very good at this thing. So if you take another course and get better at that thing, but really what it is, is fear wants to keep us in a very small, safe zone. Because if we stay there, nothing new will happen because fear doesn't know what happens if something new happens. Fear gets formed more really young. And it says, this is how I know how to keep you safe. It's just trying to do its job. It's trying to help you, but it doesn't like anything new. Fear likes familiar. So it will do all sorts of things to hide itself. And the thing is we run around in circles trying to procrastinate less or learn that new skill. But really what we need to do is get underneath that and realize, oh, this is just fear. There's nothing wrong with me. And actually procrastination isn't my problem. My problem is I'm afraid of this thing. I might be afraid of success. I might be afraid of failure. It could be a lot of different things. And so I help people get underneath that. And it really transforms lives. It's amazing. I want to do a whole episode just on that topic. That is fascinating. But you in. called in asking for us to help you. So what's yeah. on your mind today? How can we help? So I have been facilitating and teaching and running workshops and retreats for 30 years, but I am a new business owner. I've always done those within businesses. And so the piece I'm really challenged by is you know, putting myself out there. I'm new to social media and I'm new to marketing and um, sales. And so I am just started in September and to get myself started, what I decided to do was put an event on the books because I know if I put something real out there, I have to really think through and do everything I need to do. Um, if I just do it in theory, it doesn't work. So I put an event on the books for November 5th and um, I need help in brainstorming how to get people there. I do not have a funnel. You know, I have not built up email addresses or anything like that. 
Um, I am willing to go anywhere and talk to anybody about it. Um, and I'm putting myself out there to a few organizations and I've been networking with friends and going to different groups, but I'm just looking for more help in what are some creative ways to do this when you're new. I think the most consistent way to build an audience, whether you have an email list or a million friends, is to do something worth attending. And if we do stuff that's worth attending, people will come. Maybe it's only four or five at the first one, but people mm -hmm. will come back if the content is fantastic. And specifically, mm -hmm. if you can describe the content in a way that is fresh, relevant, different, and exactly what they're feeling because you're going to offer a transformation during the event. So yeah. on November 5th, what are yeah. you doing and why would anyone care? Um, November 5th, I'm doing the foundational work with what I just talked to you about, about uncovering what's really going on underneath those patterns that you keep fighting. I honestly kind of think of it like martial arts. I took karate once. I got like one stripe, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it was an idea. Um, but so, but you know, in martial arts, you, you don't fight a force, right? You use the force coming at you. And when, when fear comes up and it comes up in all these ways, we want to fight it. We want to push back. And that's the wrong thing to do. We want to work with it. Fear is actually just a signal that we're growing. And it's, you can, you can transform your relationship with that. And then I will give you literally four skills that you can use right away. They're very simple. They're in your everyday life that will transform your life. Okay. Another way I've been thinking about it is the holidays are coming up. If you get disappointed or frustrated or negative self-talk during the holidays, this is your holiday thriving packet. Okay. Who's supposed to attend this? Are you serving a certain target audience or is it for anyone? I'm still figuring out, honestly, my, my niche niche, but I know I'm best with 35 and up men and women. Okay. 35 and up. And there yep. are a lot of emotions circling people during the holidays. Yep. So a holiday primer or something like that would offer a great theme. So yep. I really like that. And I think you might've said something that we can play with and it's not come to me yet, but there is a, is it called a mnemonic where it's like, it's two yeah, different words, but they sound the same. It's not oh, that's a homonym. that. So yeah. there's a play between force and four that there are four things you're going to teach to help people harness, harness the force that is fear. There's something there and I don't know what it is, but what we want to do. Okay. So we're going to do something called um, edge crafting and okay. I didn't make this up. Someone taught it to me, but basically you take an idea and you push it and you push it and you push it until it goes over the line and then you pull it back just slightly. Okay. So that way it's super unique and compelling and someone goes, what are you doing? Right. Mm -hmm. As opposed yeah. to. I'm having a workshop and we'll explore your fear. And exactly. not that that's not brilliant, but it's forgettable. Yeah. So and I usually actually don't mention fear because people are like, I'm not afraid. Right. Right. I'm stuck. It's different. Right. So how can we talk about, do you like the idea of playing with the holidays? Cause that seems to make sense for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about when we talk about, um, the holidays, what are some of the words that come to mind or some of the images or shared cultural experiences around the holidays that might have something to do with this topic? Does anything come to mind? Are you talking about pain points or happy points or both? Really anything. I'm looking for Scrooge. I'm looking for 
uh, the ghost of Christmas past. I'm looking for, you know, stockings and charcoal and chimneys and anything that might have to do with the holidays because, you know, you can name a webinar after Scrooge and most people will know what you're talking about. Do you see what I mean? We want to make it have some zip so that way someone can go, oh, yeah, I need that. So I'm going to write those things down, I just said. But what are some things that that come to mind? Your inner Scrooge, handle your inner Scrooge. I'm thinking stressed out parents. And, you know, one of the things we work on in the workshop is expectations. And like, you know, we go in with these huge expectations and there's a letdown, the disappointment or the frustration or, um, that's getting a little, I tend to go deep, which is one of my challenges and mm-hmm. talk in really sort of ethereal language. So helping me be concrete is huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yep. There's Hanukkah, Christmas, mm-hmm. Kwanzaa, all sorts of celebrations, December, Thanksgiving, um, food, feast, prep, like for, uh, work life flow slash balance, um, the buildup. Family. Family, friends. I like what you said about the expectation, because Mm -hmm. if we ask someone on January 10th, how was the holiday season? They're going to judge it not based off of what happened. They're going to judge it based on what they hoped would happen. Exactly. So I think that's really interesting and kind of next level thinking that might attract your ideal client that's at least aware of how that thing kind of happens. So right. let's play with the idea of expectations or uh, what do you want for the holiday season? Because that's a very common shared experience of it's a gift. Give yourself a gift this holiday season Ooh. or something like that. A gift of the force. Yeah, <laughs> or- <laughs> right. Right. All right. So now we got to make it cut through. So if we're uh, okay. if that's OK, so inside branding and positioning. The event is called event name, and then there's a positioning statement, which is really the description of the transformation that you'll have. Give your, give yourself the gift of expectations this holiday season, or give yourself the gift of a holiday season you'll love, or something like that. We need to make that transitional, that statement, the positions, the overall name of the event. Now we just need a snappy name that sits up top. Um you know, avoid the holidays from hell (laughs) or something like that. Uh, Yep. I love the Scrooge thing. Okay. Um, But I don't know that parents would, you know, a lot of what's coming to mind right now are parents are like people in their forties. I think the people in their forties would recognize what Scrooge is. Even if they have to relate it to Scrooge McDuck, they would know who Scrooge is. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. Okay, so um, maybe like master your inner Scrooge. No, not master, but like, you mm-hmm. know, conquer your inner Scrooge or um, and give yourself the gift of a holiday you love. Mm-hmm. This is much harder to do on the radio. No, it's not harder to do. This is <laughs> I'm fun getting there. to do. Don't think about it. We're just sitting I am here overthinking talking. it. I Stop am overthinking. overthinking. Talk okay. about this. Okay, here's another way to do it. The event is over. And Mm -hmm. someone sends you an email and says, Kate, that was the greatest event because I learned A, B, C, and D. So what? Conquer your inner Karen. (laughs) Yes. 
your, your inner holiday Karen or your inner Karen. Yeah. No, just your inner Karen. Yes. I love it. I love it because that is a very contemporary reference that yeah. anyone who could potentially be a Karen would know, I don't want to be a Karen. So if we say that the webinar is called Conquer Your Inner Karen, we need the positioning statement that describes what I'm going to learn during it. Because Conquer Your Inner Karen is a little nebulous. So we have to say what happens in this webinar. And it could be something as simple as lower stress, expectations that fit, and a holiday season you love, or something like that. A, B, and C. Yeah, okay. So I was writing, like, give yourself the gift of a fun and free holiday. Perfect. So you're saying give yourself the gift of a fun, and I'll add, stress-free holiday. So that way someone has something they can really sink their teeth into. Yeah, 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 because free is vague. And for the time that we've been talking, Conquer Your Inner Karen sure sounds a whole lot more like you than Holiday De-Stressing Workshop. I mean, it sounds like something you can have some fun with. I love that. And I think it's something you can really play with. The memes will write themselves. Like your promotion can be of Karens and Santa hats. And you can talk about all the ways that people uh, behave when they're a Karen. Because think about that now. You've established. Overdoing, overgiving, trying too hard. Yeah. Karen is your Darth Vader. You can talk about how this is who you don't want to be. And you'll never say Darth Vader, but you've now got the bad guy. And you can say uh, all of those behaviors that that person would exhibit and you won't lose control and you won't lose your joy. And in this webinar, I'll teach you how to conquer your inner Karen this holiday season. That's clear. It's fast. It's different. It's fun. uh, And it sure sounds like you. So this is amazing. How many people are going to come to this thing? Oh, at least 25. Oh, at least. At least I was thinking a hundred, but you know, let's do a hundred. I like that thinking. (laughs) I like that thinking. And I have four weeks doable. Absolutely doable. Absolutely doable. And the world needs fewer Karen. So uh, Kate Carter, Uh, I love, I love, I love it. Thanks a lot for coming on and brainstorming with us. See, this is so hard on the radio. It's not so hard on the radio. You killed it. I'm growing. growing. See, I'm stepping through fear. I'm growing. That's right. (laughs) We're going to have you back on the air to talk about that whole fear thing, because that sounds fantastic. And I bet we could fill a whole episode that really stoked my curiosity. Well, we're going to take a link and put the in-person workshop notes inside our show notes. So if someone's interested, they can learn more. Kate Carter, thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Kate, thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. I love the conversation, and I'm looking forward to having you back on to talk about fear and how it holds us back. Coming up, we are going to talk sales, and we're going to talk about how to get in front of anyone you want to get in front of. Anyone. Anyone. That's quite a claim. The guy that literally wrote the book on sales, Paul M. Newberger, international keynote and sales trainer, He's standing by. We're going to hear from him next on The Pat Miller Show. Running a small business is lonely and hard. I mean, we know that, right? But did you know it doesn't have to be? Stop networking and start connecting with other entrepreneurs on the small business journey in the Idea Collective Small Business Incubator. In this exclusive worldwide community, we're sharing information, we're brainstorming together, and we're supporting each other through the highs and the lows of building your small business. 
Learn more about the group and get the feel of this show 24-7 in your small business. Visit ideacollectiveincubator.com. That's ideacollectiveincubator.com. Remember, it's your dream. Don't grow it alone. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show, a show built just for you, the small business owner that's working hard to build your dream. Now, the show grows when you help us spread the word. And to do that, there's a couple things you can do. First and foremost, subscribe to the show. That way, every week when we put on brilliant thought leaders and solopreneurs that are trying to make it, you can be a part of the discussion and you won't miss an episode. Make sure you subscribe. The second thing that you can do that will be really helpful is rate and review on the platform where you get the show. Maybe it's iTunes or Spotify or wherever. They look at all those ratings and reviews and they really take them seriously. So if you've got an extra moment to give us a 19-star review, uh, we would really appreciate it. And then when you're ready, hey, we're standing by. We're right here. We want to talk with you. Hit up patmillershow.com and you can be a part of our conversation for small business owners. Now, on the show, as you know, we'll take calls from small business owners that have questions or maybe they have an opportunity that they want to capture. So we do some brainstorming on the show. No problem. Love to do that. But the other thing that we do is we try and find the best and the brightest and bring them on to teach us something. And when I ask small business owners in the Idea Collective, what's the number one problem they need to solve? There is only one answer, and second place is distant. The one thing that they say over and over and over again that they need to get better at is selling. And on the show today, we have one of the guys that really knows how to get it done, Paul M. Newberger, international keynote speaker and sales trainer. Paul, it's great to see you. I have the good fortune of knowing you, but I want everyone else to know you. So tell everyone who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into the discussion. Yeah, I think I'm one of those odd kids that was dropped on his head a lot by his parents because I love absolutely going after things that most people are repulsed by. I love keynote speaking. I love cold calling. I love selling. And the reason I love all of this stuff is because it's very, very hard. If you're good at something that's easy, what's the point? Hey, I'm the world's greatest envelope licker. Well, that's not going to get you very far in life. So we've really decided to make the impossible possible here at PMN. And it's going to be a blessing to talk with you about that, Pat. Sales is something that legitimately freaks people out. And let's just start with that foundation. You're not freaked out by it. Why? Just because it's sporting? Or do you look at it a different way than most small business owners? I'm freaked out when I'm not selling. Like right now, <laughs> I, I, something's got to be sold to somebody, Pat. This is tough for me. But, you know, you know the, the, the reason I like that, and again, you know, we say the word sales because everybody understands what that means. But truth be told, I don't like the word sales. You've got a very nice microphone in front of your handsome face there, Pat. I've got a microphone here, too. I define sales as, hey, Pat, let me convince you why you need to spend money on this microphone when you otherwise might not need it. I, I don't like the term sales. Instead, I like the term facilitation. As salespeople, we are facilitators. Somebody needs a new website. Let me facilitate my services to address your needs. Somebody wants to be the greatest cold caller on planet Earth. Let me facilitate my methodology so that you can provide for your family. I put God number one in my life, always have, always will. And I just think there's something 
altruistic about helping somebody improve their life and helping their business grow because you're facilitating a need that can do that. And when you think of it that way, it's not negative because I think people by default think sales is negative, like you're trying to convince or not trick someone, but you're trying to win over someone, persuade someone rather than show up and try and help someone. You wrote a great book all about cold calling. You teach incredible workshops about cold calling. And today specifically, we're going to talk about how to get in front of the right people. And you claim anyone. Are you claiming anyone we can get in front of? Anyone. Come on. Even even Pat Miller, the guy that is up in that ivory tower. I can tell you how to get in front of a guy like Pat Miller. All right. Well, what's on your mind, man? Because this sounds too good to be true, but I know you can back it up. So we can get in front of anybody. How do we do it? Yeah, well, you had a career in radio. I'm in radio right now. So let's stick with the radio theme. If you're going to get in front of who you want, when you want, for whatever reason you want, you need to tune into everybody's favorite radio station, WIFM. What's in it for me? And one of the things that I think is negative, let's just look at cold calling specifically, but this has applications above and beyond using the phone. It's if, if, if I'm cold calling somebody, the reason or the way that it's usually done is me trying to sell my products, my services, the things that I can do for you professionally. Well, Paul, isn't that what's in it for them? I mean, you could help them. Well, sure. But at the end of the day, I, I believe how you define who a solicitation or a call is about is really very simple. Based on what you say and how you say it, who stands to benefit first? If what I'm saying on the phone, if I'm the first to benefit because I'm trying to sell somebody a product or a service, the call is about me. Therefore, it's a sales call. And how many of us by a show of hands are tickled pink when we get an unsolicited sales call? Nobody. But if I can make the call all about them, so rather than selling Pat Miller, my cold call training services, maybe I could say, hey, Pat, you might be a good guest for my radio show. Can we talk about it? Well, Pat might be a little bit more interested in that now because there's something in it for him. Hey, Pat, I know you're the idea coach. Man, I see you everywhere. You're fantastic. I might have some small business referrals for you. Well, Pat's really going to be interested in that. It's the difference between the short game and the long game. And most people are just too undisciplined or too impatient to do the long game. I got to sell. I got to sell quick. Well, you're going to lose your house and you're going to be bankrupt because that is not how you sell. But if I say, you know what? I believe people by people. I just need 15 minutes with Pat Miller and he's going to think I'm great. Well, let me lead with something I can do for Pat. Over the course of the 15 minutes, we find out we really like each other and have rapport. I'll deliver for him and I'll get mine on the back end. It's just a much better way to sell. And when you're thinking about who to sell, are we targeting too many people? Should we have a more narrow ideal client list so we can build those long-term relationships with them? It's like you've read my book, Pat. That is amazing. Good segue. Yes, because for me, cold calling, and again, this this transcends cold calling, but let's just stick with the phone. For us, this, this stuff, it's not a numbers game. If you're a sucky cold caller, yes, it's a numbers game because you got to make 100 calls just to talk to 10 people. You got to talk to 10 people just to close one piece of business. That's no way to live. If you have to do something 100 times a day, you're not very good at it. So why don't we just try to spice it up a little bit? So for us, it's quality over quantity. And I think for too long, people think cold calling is unscientific. Woo! The back of the church directory. Let's just go through this one by one. No, that's not how it goes. As Pat said, who's your ideal client? Who's your whale? Who would you like to sell to? 
my clients can identify their ideal client in six specific objective criteria. Can you? One of the ways to do that, I, I, I need to get in front of a Wisconsin-based organization that does $50 million in revenue. They have 300 employees. They have multiple locations. You just keep going right down the list. You figure out which organizations meet that criteria. If you do your, your job correctly, the number shouldn't be very big, which is good. And now you customize your approach for that select few organizations. And it's just a much more efficient way of going about the process. So let's put this into practice. If someone's listening to this thinking, okay, I know who my ideal clients are. I need to get in front of them. Uh, it's very common for small business owners to have a lead magnet. They'll put out to anyone on the planet, hey, give me your email address and I'll give you some information. Do we almost need a lead magnet for our outreach that basically says, hey, ideal client, I have a gift for you, no strings attached. And what you're looking for is not their email address. You're looking for their engagement. Is that one way that we could think about this? Yeah, exactly. And one of the ways that we call it, you can call it a lead magnet. In my humble opinion, I still think that's a little salesy. So one of the things that we call it is we call it a VAP, value add proposition. And one of the things that we have to do, as you astutely just said a few minutes ago, first of all, we got to figure out who is your ideal client because we look at ideal clients by categories. If you're going after the CEO, well, what appeals to the CEO might be different than what appeals to human resources. What appeals to human resources might be different than what appeals to the purchasing manager. So what we first have to do is figure out who is this, and we call that a person of interest, a POI. Who is the POI that we desire to get in front of? And then we got to work backwards. You know, if, if I were that POI, if I were a purchasing manager for a local large manufacturing organization, what would I be interested in? And this is part of the reason why I like selling in this way. It forces you to get inside the head of your prospect. Maybe it's supply chain. Maybe it's the great resignation. Maybe it's, you know, the ability to, to get the, the word out of our organization. Well, now the question becomes, how can you help with that? Well, I don't know. I, I just sell beauty products. Well, okay. Well, you're not thinking creatively enough. I mean, you can bring value not just based on what you do. You can bring value based on who you are. God made you that way. So what kind of value can we offer this person, this entity? And then that's what you lead with. And if we picked a good one, these individuals more often than not, sure, I'll take 10 minutes to talk to you about that. Okay. So if we know who we're reaching out to, we have a um, person of interest. We have our uh, additional value that we're going to provide for them. The question where most, most people give up is, well, how many times should I reach out to them? Right. How consistent and how diligent do I need to be to get in front of that ideal client? What do you teach? Yeah. And, and again, it's really going to be dependent on, I think, to some degree, the quality of the script, the quality of the outreach. But at the end of the day, a lot of our programs, a lot of our training is instilling confidence. This this POI needs you more than you need them. And I think if some salesperson can go through this or some facilitating person, let's stick with the terminology, can, can, can really kind of get this in their mindset, phone phobia starts to go down, call reluctance starts to go down, sales anxiety starts to go down. Well, yeah, I, I want Pat Miller to buy from me because he's going to produce revenue, but I'm going to give him something that's going to change his life. Paul M. Newberger, the guy is just about to call him and give him something of value. He needs me more than I need him. So with that attitude, you know, I, I believe everything should be done in threes. Once is an anomaly, twice is a coincidence, three times is a pattern. And we also teach how to leave really effective voicemails. But if I'm leaving Pat Miller 
one voicemail, eh, maybe he's just out of the office. If I leave him two voicemails, eh, maybe it's just a coincidence. If I leave Pat Miller three voicemails and he has yet to get back to me, he's probably telling me something. And now it's shame on me for continuing to call somebody who has ignored me for several weeks. Move on to somebody else. And then maybe a couple of weeks or months down the road, I'll, I'll go back to uh, to Mr. Pat. It's practical and it's effective and it's refreshing, the stuff that you teach. If someone's listening and says, oh, man, I need some of this, what do you have out there in the marketplace and how do our listeners learn more? Yeah, so I would say go to my website. It's kind of the one-stop shop for all things Newburger. It's on uh, it's on Pat Miller's favorites on his uh, on his uh, uh, on his bar, whatever they call that stupid thing. But yeah, so my my website is Paul M Newburger N E U B E R G E R dot com. So on that website, you, you'll see a lot of different opportunities that we provide, everything from keynote speaking services to facilitated workshops. But we have a variety of different trainings. We're talking about cold calling. Sure, we've got individual programs, group programs. If you want to learn how to differentiate yourself from all of humanity, we have my Y development training program, which has become one of the most popular services that we provide. And the last thing that I'll say, too, is if you're on LinkedIn, you probably have seen some content from me. I've got 41,000 followers and growing. If you want to become a massive influencer on LinkedIn, we also do a lot of LinkedIn training as well. But again, it's all on our website, paulmnewberger.com. It's really great stuff. We will link to that in the show notes of the episode. Paul, great to see you again. And thanks for coming on today. It's been too long, Pat. We got to do this again soon, buddy. Love the conversation with Paul. Love the conversation with Kate. Uh, and enjoyed talking to you today. Uh, thanks for tuning in as we're getting this show off the ground. Uh, it's inspiring to me that we are connecting with entrepreneurs all across the country. So thank you for tuning in, for subscribing to the show, for giving us a 19-star review on iTunes. All of that stuff matters as we grow because I want our conversation to spark a movement for solopreneurs and small business owners to connect with one another and give freely and support each other. And this conversation is just a small part of it. I'm standing by to help you. If you want to come on the show, hit up patmillershow.com. You can share your big idea so we can collaborate together and help you grow. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the idea coach here to help you build your small business dream. Remember it's your dream. Don't grow it alone. Guests on the Pat Miller Show have agreed prior to appearing that they are receiving consultation and advice that they may or may not use at their own risk. No part of this show should replace accounting, tax, or legal advice.